Welcome to the SwampSwami.com audio podcast. Take it away, Mr. Haney. Swamp Swami has the sports for me. Watching sports since the age of three. He covers stories far and wide. Bring your sense of humor and come inside. Sports scores and more. Fresh takes. Fast breaks. Sports are my life. Yeah, right, said his wife. Swamp Swami's podcast show. And it's time now for part two of our story about March Madness. How many teams are really needed? The names of the 64 teams in the NCAA's March Madness College Basketball Women's and Men's Tournaments will be released in a little bit more than two weeks. And as we covered in our last discussion, the NCAA's Men's Basketball Tournament started back in 1939 with only eight teams invited. And since then, the men's has expanded to 16 teams in 1951, then 22 in 1953, 32 in 1975, up to 48 in 1980, and yes, finally, 64 teams in 1985. In 2011, the first four concept allowed eight teams to participate in one additional game in order to claim the last four places in the field of 64 teams. And since then, no changes in the last 12 years. Only two of these first four teams, VCU back in 2011 and UCLA in 2021, have even participated in the Final Four over the last 12 years too. And neither team advanced to the championship game. So let's count down the winners by their pre-tournament seeding. Each basketball team competing in the NCAA tournament 64-team field, both the men and the women, is given a subjective seeding from 1 to 16 before the first game is ever played. Now, these rankings are assigned by the NCAA Tournament Selection Committee with the help of their proprietary NET computer ratings system. With four regions of 16 teams apiece, the number one seed team is considered the strongest team in that region. And every year, upsets happen along the way. Just one time in 2008 have all four of the number one men's seeds reached the final four altogether. And that's happened four times in the women's tournament history, though. But that's a big reason why this basketball tournament, March Madness, is so much fun to watch. The highest-seeded team to have won the national championship for the men remains the 1985 Villanova Wildcats. They won the title coming out of the number 8-seeded spot. And there has just been one number 7 seed to take the title, too. That goes to Connecticut. The Huskies won it in 2014. The number 6 seed has taken a couple of men's basketball titles. You might remember that Cinderella story, 1983 North Carolina State Wolfpack team, coached by Jim Valvano, surprising the heavily favored Houston Cougars on a last-second field goal. And in 1988, it was the All-American Danny Manning leading his Kansas Jayhawks to the title after starting from the number six seed position. Surprisingly, there has not been a number five seed in the men's tournament field to win the March Madness tournament yet. The number five seed has reached the finals, but is now 0-4 in title games. The number four seed, as we move up the ladder, has claimed just two national titles. Last year's winner in 2023 was a number four seed, UConn. And the other number four seed to win it all was the 1997 Arizona Wildcats. They really earned the title as the Cats defeated three Blue Blood number one seeds, Kansas, North Carolina, and Kentucky, en route to their title. 
Third-seeded teams have won five national titles on the men's side of the ledger. The most recent number three seed to win it all was UConn back in 2011. There have been seven winners coming out of the number two-seeded position. The most recent title winner in the men's tournament was a number two-seeded Villanova team in 2016. So that means that the number one seeds have really dominated the men's March Madness event. A total of 26 winners have come from the top seeds since the rankings began back in 1979. The Kansas Jayhawks team in 2022 was the most recent number one seed to take home a championship trophy. And in case you were wondering, there have been just three number nine seeds to even make it to the final four. And there's been just one number 10 seed, Syracuse, back in 2016 to have advanced to the final four. And LSU fans will definitely remember their beloved coach Dale Brown's number 11 seeded Tigers back in 1986. They and four other teams, most recently being UCLA in 2021, have made it to the final four. Alas, none of the final four teams with a number 9, 10, or 11 seed have advanced to play in the national championship game. The top-seeded women's teams, though, have been even more dominant. The NCAA Women's Basketball Tournament began back in 1982, and the first one was won by Louisiana Tech University. Prior to then, the Association for Intercollegiate Athletics for Women, the AIAW, conducted the Women's Basketball Championships beginning back in 1968. The initial NCAA Women's Tournament in 1982 effectively caused the AIAW to fold within the next year. Since Louisiana Tech's win in 1982, the NCAA Women's Tournament has been dominated by UConn with 11 titles and the University of Tennessee with 9. The number one seeds of the women's basketball tournament have been quite impressive. The women's tournament has now seen all four number one seed teams advance into their final four on four different occasions. In the 41 years of the women's NCAA tournament, the biggest underdog to win it all has come from the number three seed. Last year's champion, LSU, came into the tournament as a number three seed in 2023. The other number three seeds to win it all were Tennessee in 1997 and North Carolina in 1994. So who's complaining about needing more teams in the NCAA tournament? If you answered the NCAA and the sports media, you win the prize. As already established earlier in this discussion, a statistical case can be made that only 32 teams are really necessary to determine a champion in the NCAA basketball tournament, either men or women. A number 8 seed equates to a team being ranked number 29, 30, 31, or 32 in the field prior to the tip-off of the tournament. Though teams with a seed number 9 through 16 can spring a few upsets in the tournament to keep everything interesting, the bottom tier of teams has never captured a men's or women's national title in basketball. That's a fact. We now have more than 40 years of experience with the 64-team format. They serve to extend the college basketball tournament by two additional days and 32 games. That means more money is made from television and arena revenues for the NCAA to keep mostly for itself. And if you think about it, there are as many games being played during the first two days of the NCAA March Madness tournament on a Thursday and Friday as there are in the remaining rounds. It's true. There are 32 games played on the opening round on the Thursday and Friday. But from there, for the next five rounds of the entire tournament, there are only 31 games played. 16 in the next round, then 8, then 4, then 2, then 1. 31 games. 
More games, though, means more money being paid to the NCAA. <laughs> the NCAA makes about $1 billion, with a B, annually from the television rights to the men's basketball tournament alone. The regional host cities also must pay up for the right to showcase tournament games in their arena. But did someone say we needed 96 teams, or did I hear 128? The NCAA's lucrative television rights deal with CBS, Turner Sports, and ESPN, which has an exclusive for the women's tournament, comprises 90% of the organization's annual revenue. According to the NCAA's own website, about 60% of those revenues are later returned to the upper division athletic conferences based on their team's performances in the tournaments earlier that year. Egged on by the sports media, the NCAA is currently evaluating a possible expansion of the March Madness basketball tournament field to 96 teams or even 128 teams. Not so fast! Now that change would add another layer of games, and of course that generates even more television rights money to be paid to the NCAA. And those television partners, they're not losing money either. The March Madness Tournament brings one of the year's largest viewing audience for three consecutive weekends, and the ad revenue easily covers the $1 billion being paid to the NCAA for the rights to broadcast these games each year. Increasing the number of teams for the college basketball tournament field would be a money grab by the NCAA, its television partners, and those host cities for the incremental ball games. But sadly, more teams will mean more participation trophies. Today's NCAA's net computer ranking system shows that the majority of men's teams ranked from number 65 to 96 and from 97 to 128 are simply not championship material. These incremental teams are either major college teams which sport double-digit losses already or a smattering of smaller conference schools without a signature win to show over a large conference foe. Adding 32 to 64 more teams to the NCAA tournament field will only benefit the wallets of the NCAA and its business partners. An outlier team coming way from the back of the pack of this expanded field would need to upset five or six straight teams in order to make it to the championship game. And statistically speaking, expanding the NCAA field will not produce a more worthy champion than the current 64-team model. As stated earlier, the top men's seed to win it all came from a number eight spot, while the women's biggest underdog champion came from a number three seed. Expanding the field isn't necessary. If anything, the current 64-team model is already twice as large as we really need to determine the best college basketball team in the country for the men and the women. So I'll compromise. Let's keep the current March Madness fun alive. Just leave it alone at 64 teams. I'm Swamp Swami.